Most people ask for too little or ask for something they don't actually want and then give up on themselves too quickly because they haven't seen it manifested into form instantaneously. The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. Good morning, Amira Alvarez here and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. We are diving into chapter three now on faith. Now, for those of you who may be put off by the word faith because it is um, something you understand only in a religious context and you are not religious yourself, um, I want you to open your mind to what else it might be as I walk you through this. Um, For those of you who have a religious understanding of the concept of faith, there is nothing that I will be saying in this teaching and in these teachings on faith that will contradict your understanding. However, it may expand it. So let's start with two definitions of faith. First, let's see how Napoleon Hill initially describes it, and he does so in the subtitle of this chapter. He says, faith, visualization of and belief in attainment of desire. Visualization of and belief in attainment of desire. So the visualization part is quite important. You have to visualize it, see it in your mind's eye. Okay, that's part of what this is about. You're visualizing something that is not yet in your 3D physical world that you can see. You're not just looking at circumstances or effects, the world of effects. You are visualizing and using your creative imagination to see what you want to see. And he calls it the belief in the attainment of desire. So you must believe that what you wish for, what you want, what you desire will be attained, that you will, you will uh, have that in this 3D world of effects. So faith, he's saying, is both the visualization and the belief. You need both. You absolutely need both. Now, a second definition of faith, and I got this through Bob Proctor, and he got it from another man that he was friends with. Um, I believe the last name was Smithison, but I don't, Clarence Smithison, I believe. I don't think it matters who that person is. However, he did have a great, great definition of faith. He said, faith is the ability to see the invisible and believe in the incredible. And that is what enables believers to receive what the masses think is impossible. So I'm going to repeat that. You probably want to write this down. Faith is the ability to see the invisible and believe in the incredible. 
And that is what enables believers to receive what the masses think is impossible. So let's break that down. Faith, faith is the ability, so it's, it's a skill, to see the invisible. It's not here now. It's not something you can see in your 3D world, but you can see it in your mind's eye. It might be invisible to touch, to sight, but it's not invisible to your mind's eye, okay, to your imagination. And you must believe in the incredible. The incredible is not something that is a normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill thing that we take for granted. You take for granted that you walk up to the refrigerator, you press go, and the water comes out, or that the um, car is going to start, or that uh, the water is going to come out of your faucet. Okay, you might not be seeing the water coming out of your faucet right now, but you're pretty confident because it's happened many, many times. Okay, that is not an incredible feat. And the same is true of your career, your business goals, your financial goals, your personal goals, your life goals, your love life goals, your, your health goals. What is an incredible thing that you're going for? That is what faith is used to call in because the other stuff you already know is going to happen. It's only when it becomes a stretch where it becomes something totally incredible that you have to use faith. Okay. So he says, uh, believe in the incredible and that is what enables. So it's a tool. It enables believers, someone who believe, who believe in the unseen, Okay, believe in their capacity, believe in the power of faith, believe in the creative process, believe that they have the ability to hold something in their mind's eye and call it into manifestation through getting emotionally involved with it and taking action on it. Okay, and that's what a believer is. And then you receive call in, make manifest, right? That's pretty obvious. What the masses, the majority of people, yourself included probably right now, think is impossible. So by definition, it's impossible. Most people would think it's not possible, okay? And yet this is what my clients tend to say to me. They're like, oh my God, it was magical. Oh my God, it was a miracle. It feels that way because it's something that you thought was previously impossible, but you made it possible. And faith is a key component of that. So for you today, ask yourself, do you understand what faith is? Write a definition for yourself. Write your understanding of it so that you lock in what it means to have faith. And then we'll go through the rest of this chapter and we'll build on that idea and how to use it so that you can use this essential tool to make manifest whatever you want, to make the impossible possible. Diving into the first paragraph of chapter three on faith. Napoleon Hill says, faith is the head chemist of the mind. When faith is blended with the vibration of thought, 
the subconscious mind instantly picks up the vibration, translates it into its spiritual equivalent, and transmits it to infinite intelligence, as is the case of prayer. Okay, let's break this down. So excited to work with you on this. Okay, so starting off, top of the paragraph. Faith is the head chemist of the mind. It's the head. It's the leader. It's the doer. It's the director. It is in charge. Faith is in charge. You must be led by faith. Again, faith is not religion here. Faith is the belief in the unseen, in making the impossible possible. Okay? What you previously thought was impossible possible. So you must be led by faith. It is the director. It needs to be in charge of mixing the other components, right? Because it, Hill is saying here, it's the chemist of the mind. So there are other components. It's not just faith, right? It's not faith alone, but faith is the leader, is the driver, is the thing that pulls it all together. And he says that it's the head chemist of the mind, now, mind is motion. Mind is thinking. We're dealing with the unseen. No one has ever seen the mind. You've seen the brain, but you've never seen the mind. It's an activity, okay? Which brings us to this next line which, where he says, when faith is blended with the vibration of thought, the subconscious mind instantly picks up that vibration and translates it into its spiritual equivalent and transmits it to infinite intelligence as in the case of prayer. So it's blend faith when blended with the vibration of thought. Thought is movement. Thought is a vibration. It Different thoughts have different vibrations. They move at a different frequency. And you know that frequency by how you are feeling. A thought that is of a positive vibration, if you will, will you'll know it based on how you're feeling. You'll feel better in your body. You'll feel alive, excited, enthusiastic, thrilled. If you have a negative thought, you're going to feel pulled down, overwhelmed, in chaos, um, in resentment, irritation, disappointment, okay? You will feel different in your body, okay? Know that about this situation. Okay, so, Vibration is a, thought is a vibration and it's a movement, it's a frequency. And then it moves into your subconscious where it's translated into its spiritual equivalent. What the heck is a spiritual equivalent? Have you ever thought about that? Okay, so we know that, well, let me just tell you right now. A spiritual equivalent is an idea, a possibility, a potentiality, because everything is here and it is here now in the unseen, in the unformed, in the, the non-form, in the world of supply, which is infinite intelligence. But it's, it, there's all potentiality here. Nothing is ever created or destroyed. So it's all here and it's all here now. This is what the law of polarity and the law of transmutation of energy say together. And yet, a spiritual equivalent is not the same thing, let me be clear, of having it in your 3D here and now manifested, I can use it with my hands, I can see it with my eyes world, okay? But it is in the unseen, and in order to pull it from the unseen 
as a potentiality, as a spiritually equivalent into the scene, we need faith, okay? We need it. And it transmits, uh, let me read this again here. Uh, it translates it into spiritual into its spiritual equivalent and transmits it to infinite intelligence. So when you hold that thought with faith, it is instantly connected to infinite intelligence, meaning the one mind, all the energy that is, source, spirit, God, whatever you want to call that, okay? And this is how we talk to God. This is, this is how we send messages to God. This is how we pray, okay? Now, you can pray negatively as well. So you can have negative faith. You can move into a negative vibration and, and communicate that to all the energy that is as well, okay? You can communicate that instantly to God, source, spirit, infinite intelligence. So you want to make sure that you are communicating what you actually desire because it moves instantaneously and powerfully into form. Not to scare you. And yes, positive thoughts are much more powerful. And know that one of the reasons you have not yet manifested what you want is because you're probably in a vibration of thought that is not aligned with actually what you want. Okay, with that, rock it out, be unstoppable, and have an amazing day. Hello, hello. Let's dive into this next couple of paragraphs. We are in chapter three on faith. Hill says, the emotions of faith, love, and sex are the most powerful of all major positive emotions. When the three are blended, they have the effect of coloring the vibration of thought in such a way that it instantly reaches the subconscious mind where it is changed into its spiritual equivalent, the only form that induces a response from infinite intelligence. Love and faith are psychic, related to the spiritual side of man. Sex is purely biological and is related only to the physical. The mixing or blending of these three emotions has the effect of opening a direct line of communication between the finite thinking mind of man and infinite intelligence. Okay, so this is a big, big clue, guys. Here he's saying faith, love, and sex. So he's just throwing in into this chapter on faith, this little side note on love and sex. And I have a feeling that he probably would have elaborated on this a whole lot more if he was writing in a different day and age where it was more acceptable to be talking about uh, sex, for one, uh, but also love, for that matter. But he does mention it here. He, he does not leave it out of this classic text. So let's look at this. He's making, this is a, this is a strong argument for you to clean up your relationships with others and with yourself, okay? It, it fundamentally means cleaning up your internal game, 
so that you are in that feeling of love and quite frankly, are thoroughly enjoying sex, like having mind-blowing, ecstatic, incredible sex, fully expressed as you clearly, joyfully in that greatness. And from the stats that I understand, most people aren't having sex like that. Most people are having wah-wah or not at all kind of sex. So this is huge. If you want to be a powerful creator, you must let your sexual energy be expressed fully, clearly, joyfully. And if any of you have heard my story at all, you know that that was one of the big things that I had to acknowledge and move through and and transform in my relationships, in my life, in how I was showing up. And there's probably a lot more that I could say on this, but if you haven't heard the episode in the podcast on where I take you through the the process that I went through in order to decide to get a divorce you probably want to listen to that now that sex was not the only piece of the divorce but it was a big piece and it was a big piece for for my then husband as well so it's important to to understand the full context of this and by the by I'm not pro divorce I'm not making argument for divorce I'm I'm pro love and I am pro um being sexually expressed so more on that some other time but for now you you want to think about the how around this do are you loving you are first cause in everything are you loving yourself fully now You will know this by whether you feel love for others as well because it gets reflected right back to you. Are you feeling loved? You will know how much love you have for yourself and how much you are in the energy of love by how much love you are feeling from the outside as well. It gets reflected back to you, okay? Now, the other thing that I want to say here on moving back to sex for just a moment If you study successful people, you'll start to notice that they have some of the highest sex drives out there. It is not a coincidence. There are no coincidences. So start paying attention to this. When you look at people, and it's expressed differently. Not everyone is like going to be out there in short skirts and high heels, okay? Not all men are going to be like, hey, wah, wah, wah. I don't know how men do it. But um, you will notice underneath that surface, you can, you can feel their sexual energy and they are fully expressed because sexual energy is creative life force energy. Okay. We are creating, you know, creation happens through sex and, and what are we doing here in, this is what you are learning here through Think and Grow Rich is the creative process. We're activating the creative process. We're giving birth to ideas and birthing them into this world. Okay play with that today. Let's see what comes up. Are you in your creative energy? Are you in your sexual energy? Are you feeling love for yourself? Those are the questions for you today. Take care. A quick heads up. If you're loving this material, you can access the full success and wealth consciousness program we have to help you achieve your big financial goals and life dreams for free at 
theunstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. You will have access to daily trainings and mindset practices to help you stay focused, clear, and in action. So go get it at theunstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. Now let's dive into how to develop faith. Hill says that faith is a state of mind which may be induced or created by affirmation or repeated instructions to the subconscious mind through the principle of auto-suggestion. It's created through repetition. It's created through the practice of repeating it over and over again. And yet, most people give up on this. Most people, quite frankly, ask for too little or ask for something they don't actually want and then give up on themselves too quickly because they haven't seen it manifested into form instantaneously. So you can't give up on yourself. You must continue to present the idea to yourself over and over and over again. And this is what builds faith. If you let it go, you have let not only let go of the idea, not only given up on yourself, but you have not created the faith required to call in what you truly want. The act of repetition, the act of holding the idea of what you truly want in your mind's eye as a thought repeated over and over again, seeing it, playing it out, that is what builds faith. So I also want to share here that you want to ask yourself, is is what you are going after, what you have the desire for, is it what you truly desire? And what is behind that desire? Are you truly in love with it? Because remember, love is one of the foundational, fundamental emotions that we need to mix with this. So if you aren't truly in love with what you are wanting to call in, you'll negate it. You'll ignore it. You'll throw it away. You won't repeat it to yourself. And most people are conflicted about what they want and they don't even know it. It causes all sorts of delays, sideways movements, retractions, um, up and down, you know, that, that um, feast or famine cash flow uh, experience, that, that's a result of this. The fits and starts going after something, the, the uh, fights in your relationship, the, the, anything that's in fits and starts or quite frankly going in a negative spiral down you are probably, no, I know this 100%, you are in conflict with what you truly want. And it's what I work with my clients on to clear quickly, because if they don't, they're at cross purposes with themselves and they cannot achieve what they really want now quite quickly, much less over time. You must clear these, these places where you are in cross purposes. So you must start believing in what you want. And to believe in what you want, you must, must, must 
be clear and clean about it and not be at cross purposes. So in summary, what are you in love with? Is the idea that you're calling in something that you're in love with? Is it clean and clear? Most people don't see how they are at cross purposes and it causes them to lose their focus, get distracted, say that they can't have it, go do other things and not create the faith that they need to call it in through the practice of holding that idea clearly as a thought over and over again through auto-suggestion. So look at that today. Okay, rock it out. Be unstoppable. I'm Amira Alvarez and love doing this with you. Take care. Bye-bye. Continuing our discussion on how to build faith, we go to this section. By following the instructions laid down in the chapters on auto-suggestion, which will be coming up, by the way, and the subconscious mind, as summarized in the chapter on auto-suggestion, you may convince the subconscious mind that you believe you will receive that for which you ask, and it will act upon that belief which which your subconscious mind passes back to you in the form of faith followed by definite plans for procuring that which you desire. Okay, I'm going to read this again. By following the instructions laid down in the chapters on auto-suggestion and the subconscious mind, as summarized in the chapter on auto-suggestion, you may convince the subconscious mind that you believe you will receive that for which you ask, and it will act upon the belief which your subconscious mind passes back to you in the form of faith, followed by definite plans for procuring that which you desire. So listen up here. This is super, super important. When you start to believe, your faith builds, it grows, and it's a circular process. When you start to believe, your faith grows. When your faith grows, you're you're able to manifest more. When you manifest more, you build your faith. When you build your faith, you manifest more, and so on and so forth. Now, the trick is building your faith even, even before things manifest. That's what faith is. It's faith in the unseen. Most people don't do that. Most people say, I will only have faith if this thing has manifested. Sure enough, you'll build more faith as things manifest. Absolutely. As you create what you desire and it feels almost magical, but it's not magical because it's the creative process and it's happening by law. Sure enough, your faith will build more. But your But the rub is that you must build your faith in advance of that manifestation to jumpstart this process. And quite frankly, at any level, when you're going for something tremendous, uh, something that you've never done before, that's a huge stretch, you will always have to build your faith first. This is required. And when you do this, it leads to the ideas, the definite plans will come to you. This is how infinite intelligence, the one mind, right? That all the energy that is, the the spirit, the source, the supply is speaking to you. And it speaks to you through your intuition. This is one of your highest, higher faculties of the mind. It's part of your subconscious. Your intuition is your link to the non-seen, the spiritual, And it's built through opening and building your faith and your belief in your idea. You build your intuition. You build the channel. You open that lane of communication through building your belief. And that requires repetition 
and auto-suggestion. Those two things are the same. You must put the idea again and again in your mind, even though it does not feel right or true at the moment. Okay, so today, what are you putting in your mind? What is the clear idea that you are going to repeat over and over and over again so that you build your belief and your faith? Next up today, we are going to be diving in deeper to the idea of repetition and how it works. Hill says, repetition of affirmation of orders to your subconscious mind is the only known method of voluntary development of emotional faith. Voluntary development of emotional faith. So sure enough, we can change our thinking in an instant through a a very acute experience, like a car wreck or something that 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 um, wakes us up, and and a new idea can come in in an instant. But the only known method to voluntarily develop, because you probably don't want to create a car wreck, and it probably wouldn't have the same effect if you knew it was coming, for that matter is repetition of affirmations to your of, of orders to your subconscious mind these are orders these are these are directions these are not wishes these are not hopes these are directions these are orders this is what's happening this is the only known way and he gives an interesting example here of how this works He says, perhaps the meaning may be made clearer through the following explanation as to why men sometimes become criminals. Stated in the words of a famous criminologist, when men first come into contact with crime, they abhor it. If they remain in contact with crime for a time, they become accustomed to it and endure it. If they remain in contact with it long enough, they finally embrace it and become influenced by it. This is the same for you with your thoughts. Your environment is so key here. Most of our thoughts were, our thought patterns, let's say, our conditioning, our programming, was created through the environment that we experienced in our childhood. That is where most of us remain until we consciously change are thinking and conditioning. And most people don't put in the effort to consciously change that. They read self-help books. They listen to programs like this. But they don't do the deeper work. They don't step forward and say yes to changing their fundamental conditioning. Because, and this is the, 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 the sad trap, They are inside the matrix, if you will. They are inside of it, and they think that they are changing it, but they can't actually see that they are using the same conditioning over and over again to think differently about what they're doing, so they're not actually thinking differently about what they're doing. So they're in a loop. They're in a trap. And if you are stuck 
in the environment of the, the old conditioning of your thinking, if that's the environment inside your mind, that is what you're going to be putting on repetition and repeating over and over and over again. That is the environment that you have become accustomed to and you must change that. Now, how do you change that? Well, you choose consciously the new thing that you want and you put that on repeat. You work with a mentor. I'm making a pitch here very clearly. This is what I had to do to break open my thinking was to have someone who was far in advance of where I was, had different levels of awareness, go and look at what I was doing and and say, that thought is a lie, a story that you're making up and break it open. And this is what I do for my clients. So if you're interested in that, you know where to find me. Okay. You must put yourself in a new environment. Working with new people is essential to that. Stepping into a totally different environment. Live with the people who are going to be helping you get to the next level, who have already gotten to the next level. If you're buying a house, move into the neighborhood where people are doing the things that you want to be doing. Be in that mastermind environment that is the next level for you. Go to seminars, go to events where you are mingling with people that that are at the next level. Put yourself in an environment that holds you to a higher standard. Because otherwise, you're just hanging out with your same conditioning. And that is what you are going to get over and over and over again. So think about that today. Okay, have an awesome day. I'm Amira Alvarez. Rock it out and be unstoppable. Hill says, consider again the statement, all thoughts which have been emotionalized, given feeling, and mixed with faith begin immediately to translate themselves into their physical equivalent or counterpart. Oh, that's so good. So what have you been emotionalizing? Most people, if they're truthful with themselves, are thrown hither and yon by their thoughts and the connected emotions. So the the emotions that their thoughts create. They're on a roller coaster every day, up, down, left, right. I'm good. I'm bad. He's great. He's wrong. Blame, frustration, irritation, shame, guilt. It's got you running. And you wonder, you wonder now why you aren't creating what you want. Think about it. Hill is saying here, consider again the statement, all thoughts which have been emotionalized, given feeling, and mixed with faith begin immediately to translate themselves into their physical equivalent or counterpart. If you are, let's say, irritated by someone and you start thinking they've they've done something wrong and then you're hooked into the conversation in your head about what they've done wrong and why they're wrong and why you're not wrong or what you you know you're defending yourself and your position and you're thinking I'm not wrong this is why I did it and you're justifying and you're in it you are emotionalizing a negative idea here you are now focusing your thinking on something that you don't want 
the problem, the situation that's not working with powerful negative emotion. And that throws you asunder. You're now down a freaking rabbit hole and you don't even know it. You feel it probably, but you don't realize you have now taken your eye off the ball. You are no longer creating what you desire. You're creating what you don't want. And the, the more often, the more frequent you do that, the more challenging it is to call in what you want, to actually create what you want. You have gone off track. So instead, you have to do the work to clean up your insides, to hold yourself to a, a higher emotional standard, to move past the conditioning that's cut you hooked in playing out these negative scenarios over and over again. You're up one moment, you're down the next. You're feeling great one moment, you're feeling terrible the next. You're on fire, slaying in your business one moment, or going after your goals, whatever they are, and then the next, you're like, well, well, no motivation. This is not how to quantum leap and achieve your goals faster than you ever thought possible. This is the way most people do it. Okay, you're not alone here. I just want you to know you're not alone here. This is how 99% of the people do life. And they make incremental progress. They pretty much stay at their set point most of their life. Is that okay with you? Or do you want something different? That is the carrot that I'm holding up for you. I know what I chose. And then I demanded of myself in a loving, compassionate way, to step forward, make the decision, say yes to what was going to help me get to the next level and break free of this god-awful pattern that I was stuck in. And I want that for you too. So today, ask yourself, are you committed? Are you willing? Are you able to go down a path where you choose your highest and best and not go on that roller coaster. You don't need to know how to do that yet. You don't need to know that you're capable yet of doing it. I'm clarifying here. You just have to be willing and know that it's possible for you. That's enough knowing of the capability. Then you have to take the action steps to make that happen for yourself. Okay, that's what I've got for you today. Rock it out. Be unstoppable. I'm Amira Alvarez, and I hope you have an amazing day. Take care. Bye-bye. For the bonus content for this episode, I want to bring to the conversation a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson in his essay on self-reliance. He says, God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. It's so powerful. Listen to it again. God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. So God here, source, spirit, universe, energy, infinite intelligence, the word that makes sense to you for for all the power that is, use that. But whatever you call it, it will not make manifest anything by a coward. Ooh, ouch, right? Ouch. 
And yet it's also so beautiful because it's saying you must become more. You must step forward. You must grow. You must face your fears. You must face the things that require a new level of commitment, a new level of beingness, and be courageous in the face of fear, resistance, worry, doubt, smallness. All of that is actually a calling forward. If you rephrase it for yourself, instead of saying, oh, look, I failed. Oh, look, I'm small. What if that smallness, what if that fear was just saying, move towards me, step forward, be courageous? It's not about not having fear. It's not about not having challenges, not having issues in your life. It's, it's whether you are committed to your growth or whether you are going to be a coward in the face of it. Ouch. Ugh. And yet, everyone can step forward in courage. All it takes is to be a little less fearful. Being fearless is really about being, is really about fearing less. Okay, being courageous is not not having fear. It's about fearing less. That's the, the way that word is put together. Fearless is fear plus less. Okay, just fear a little less. And keep that commitment to yourself. Be courageous around what you desire. Keep that faith no matter what. Keep that desire burning no matter what. Go forward no matter what. Be courageous. So what is it for you today that is holding you back? That you're saying, no, I can't do it because. And remind yourself, God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. If you don't step forward, your desires will not be made manifest. You must step forward. And like we've been talking about, step forward in faith. Okay, with that, I'm Amira Alvarez. Rock it out. Be unstoppable. Thank you so much for joining us and for being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. This special series is a part of our Morning Mindset Club and comes to you here on the podcast every Saturday morning. If you'd like to join the Morning Mindset Club at no charge, you won't have to wait a whole week and can listen to this series in short daily snippets every morning. Plus, you'll get a quick implementation practice and mastery check-in to go along with it. You can find the Morning Mindset Club info in the show notes below or just head over to theunstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. And as always, please share this podcast with two or three women who are ready for exponential growth and exponential wealth. And if you're game, we always appreciate a review on iTunes. That really helps us reach and elevate more women. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.